Good evening, and welcome to St. Matthew's Virtual Church Wednesday evening service, February 24th. This is the Lenten experience. Uh, week one, this is the first full week of Lent. If we say we have no sins, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Bless the Lord who forgives all our sins. His mercy endures forever. During the Lenten season, we're going to do things a little differently than we usually do with evening prayer. This year, we're going to look at a different Lenten challenge every week. And the challenge will help us to closer examine ourselves and bring us to a fuller understanding of the Lent season and to bring us closer to Jesus. Each Wednesday over the next six weeks, we will take a look at a different challenge. Week one, challenge one is fasting. Week two, silence and solitude. Week three, repentance. Week four is almsgiving. Week five, is forgiveness. Week six is Bible reading. Each week we will watch a short video on the challenge. We will take a few minutes to clarify some points in the video and then we'll close with Compline. And now let us watch the video for fasting. Here we are, week one of Lent, so let's jump right in. The most commonly asked question about Lent? What are you giving up for Lent? If you grew up in a tradition that observed Lent, you've likely been put through the ringer on this one, likely with a little or a lot of guilt attached. There are some who give up things that they know will be really hard, while others are a bit more pragmatic. One of my kids once said that she was giving up green beans. Well played, Aaron, well played. The idea of giving something up for Lent comes from the fact that as, from as early as we can trace back, the spiritual discipline of fasting has been part of the season of preparation leading up to Easter. Your Lent experience challenge this week is going to be to fast, one day, just until dinner. And I'll leave it up to you after you watch this video and check out your participant journal for the week to decide if you want to go further and incorporate giving something up for the entire 40 days of Lent. If you do, my hope is that you do so as a form of fasting, not as some test of willpower or proving yourself. That's actually the exact opposite of what fasting is meant to accomplish. Let's take a quick look at what fasting is. I'll share a few thoughts in this video and there are some additional thoughts in your participant journal. 
In his book, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Donald Whitney, he questions, quick, what do people who fast look like? What kinds of people come to your mind? Do they appear a bit strange? Many of us fear that fasting will make us hollow-eyed fanatics or odd for God. Uh, that's funny. I think many of us might think that way. Fasting, it's weird or extreme or unnecessary. Let's start by acknowledging that Jesus seemed to think that fasting would be something we would incorporate into our lives. The teachings of Jesus found in Matthew 6 include meeting the needs of the poor, prayer, forgiving others, proper handling of wealth, trust in and loyalty to God, and fasting. I'm pretty sure very few of us would be willing to call any of these things unimportant. Well, except fasting. Why is fasting so broadly ignored as a normal part of the Christian life? You'll need to trust that I'm a normal guy when I say what I'm about to say. If you asked me to list the top five things that help me stay focused on God, useful for His purposes, and living in a God-honoring way, I would place regular fasting in that list. Yes, I fast regularly. I don't think that makes me super spiritual. In fact, it reminds me of the exact opposite. Without God at work in my life, I'm not a very good person. I'm prone to selfishness, anger, and pride. I can be quick to speak and slow to listen. Very few things in my life control this better than fasting. So, what is fasting? A, a good working definition of Christian fasting is voluntary absence of food for spiritual reasons. It sounds so counterintuitive. How can going without physical food have spiritual benefit? Well, I explained three benefits of fasting in your participant journal that are especially important during Lent. Fasting is about focus. Your fast, the constant feeling of hunger, reminds you of why you initiated your fast in the first place. For Lent, we're focusing on the crucifixion and resurrection. So. Here's your challenge for the week. We're all going to fast, one day until dinner. That means when we wake up in the morning, we will eat nothing until dinner. Pick whatever day this week is best for you. We're skipping breakfast, lunch, and snacks. Now, here's where people get crazy with rules and start asking all kinds of questions. Can I have my coffee? What about a smoothie? I'll answer like one of my kids, whatever. Here's what I'll do. I'll drink my morning coffee and have nothing but water the rest of the day. Your fast is between you and God. In fact, it's important to keep it that way. Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 6. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do. They try to look miserable and disheveled as so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth. That's the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair, wash your face, then no one will notice that you are fasting except your Father who knows what you do in private and your Father who sees everything will reward you. What to focus on? At some point during your fast, while your belly is rumbling, take a few minutes to read these short portions of Scripture. They're also listed in your participant journal. Colossians 2 and Ephesians 2. Then, just think for a few minutes about what you read and what your fast is making you think. Then, maybe jot down some thoughts in your journal. Do this, and you'll have completed Challenge 1. I hope you have a great first week of Lent, and I'll see you next Sunday.
Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Open our hearts and minds to self-examination that we may honestly look inwards into ourselves and truly discern, discern our Christian lives. Help us bring our lives closer to God. Watch over this world as we walk through this time of pandemic. Guide the people of all nations to treat others with respect and do what is right to keep all the people of the world safe. Amen. Well, this is the first week of Lent, and as you've seen, the first challenge that we have is to fast for only about 12 hours during this week. Fasting from the time you get up in the morning until the evening meal. So what is Christian fasting and what is not Christian fasting? First and foremost, in my opinion, Christian fasting is giving up earthly things to have a richer relationship with God. As Charles Swindle states in his book, Good Morning America, Good Morning Lord, Can We Talk? Jesus offered his own penetrating analysis. Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not the riches, rich relationship with God. Most Christian fasting is not eating something for a period of time. Not, even, not eating is tough on most people because you feel bad and your stomach rumbles because it wants you to feed it. In in Christian fasting, this remind is a reminder to you of why you're fasting, and it helps you to keep your mind on Jesus and what He did for us. So, what is not Christian fasting? Fasting is not a short season of obedience to God. As, as he said in the video, we should fast regularly. Fasting is not giving up something you don't like anyway. That's, that just doesn't fool God at all. Fasting is not a spiritual temper tantrum. I'll force God to answer my prayer by fasting and praying. That's not the true that's not a meaning of fasting, and that is not fasting. Again, fasting is so that you can you have a closer spiritual connection with God and Jesus. 
Fasting by most by not eating is the way most of us think of fasting. Not eating is also most difficult for most of us. But it's not the only way of fasting. If you can't fast by not eating for some reason, fast by giving up something you truly like to do. Don't watch TV or stay off the internet for a day. And for all you computer game junkies, don't play games for a day. Take the time that you would normally be doing what you like to do and commune with God by prayer, reading scripture, or in meditation with God. Please take the time this week to read the two Bible verses that Eric Ferris has suggested in the video. Colossians 2, starting at verse 6 through 3, verse 7, and Ephesians 2. I thought they were very appropriate for the Lenten season of self-examination. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now we'll go into Compline. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are repentant according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant a most merciful Father for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. May the Almighty God grant us forgiveness of all our sins and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We're going to do a short psalm. Psalm 25, verses 3 through 9. Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your path. Lead me forth in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. In you I have, has been my hope all the days long. Call to remembrance, O Lord, 
your tender mercies and your loving kindness, which has been from of old. Oh, remember not the sins and offenses of my youth, but according to your mercy, think of me, O Lord, in your goodness. Gracious and righteousness is in the hand is in the Lord. Therefore, we will he teach sinners in the way. Those who are meek, he shall guide in judgment. Those who are gentle, shall he lead his way. All paths of the Lord are mercy and truth to those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. For you have redeemed me, O Lord, O God of truth. Keep me, O Lord, as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wing. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, hear our prayer, and let our cry come to you. Let us pray. Visit this place, O Lord, and drive far from it all snares of the enemy. Let your holy angels dwell with us to preserve us in peace. Let your blessings be all upon us always, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
Almighty God, whose blessed Son was led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan, come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations and, as you know, the weaknesses of each of us. Let each one find you mighty to save through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now let us say together the song of Simeon. Lord, now let your servants depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, to be the light of the Gentiles and to be the glory of your people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Guide us walking, O Lord, and guard us sleeping, the wake that wake, wake that awake we may watch with Christ, and asleep we may rest in peace. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless us and keep us this night and evermore. Amen. And now before the dismissal, uh, I'd like to uh, just ask everyone again to please think about the Lenten season and try to uh, work through with us the challenges that are coming up and uh, make them true challenges. Uh, make them challenges uh, of, your, of your life and your body uh, so that uh, you and I and everybody who works on this, works through these challenges may come closer to God and to Jesus with the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now, because it is Lent, there's no hallelujahs. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hey, everybody.